Welcome to Share Truth, Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined today by Cedra Sarton. We're back. We are back We're and back. better than ever. But we don't have Wesley. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but, you know, he's he's a busy man, you know? Oh, yeah, he, he has a <laughs> ton of other things besides mm-hmm. working with Engage that he does. Yeah. That's not his only job around here. Right. He's the VP of Outreach, so he gets to meet and talk with people and all kinds of things, and he oversees... A lot of yeah. a lot of things. I don't even know what all he oversees. But yeah, I think I would be scared if I just looked at the plate that he has in front of him. I, I would <laughs> be like, okay, I'm sorry. I will never ask you to be on the show never, again. I will never bother you again. <laughs> right. That's the reason why when I plant, like whenever I'm trying to schedule one of these recordings, mm-hmm. I'm like, do you, can you do this? Right. Like, yeah. you know, and sometimes he has that one window of mm-hmm. time that's exactly long enough Mm -hmm. to come record and that is all we have there's nothing else and we have to record in that slot or he can't do it because he's got so much going on so so anyways we're just gonna we're gonna miss him today but that's okay because we have another friend with us we have chris woodward in with us hey hey chris hey i saw wesley the other day and he was carrying a metal baseball bat I don't know what that means. Just another one <laughs> yeah. of his jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Security slash coach. Yeah. Well, he does He does uh, coach, I think, Little League stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, with his son mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He coaches uh, baseball, so yeah. uh, we're just going to say that that is the cause for the metal bat yeah. and go with that. Yeah. You know, who knows? Definitely. <laughs> don't ask too many questions. Right. No. Well, anyway. guys, um, I, I, I think I say this all the time. It feels like it's been a long time since I've sat down to record a show with you guys. But yeah. um, honestly, Chris, I think it's just been about a month. We, yeah. we usually do this uh, do. about every month. It does. And, and, you know, January feels like a year for whatever reason. It's yeah. always the longest month of the year. Yes. Like when I get up to glory, yeah. I'm going to ask God, why was January <laughs> so long? I think it's because, I don't know, it has probably has something to do with the fact that We've saved your vacation time so you can be off during Christmas, mm-hmm. and yeah. then you're off a lot more mm-hmm. at the end of December, right. and then all of a sudden you got to come back to work. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> and it's a cold month for us yeah. without Christmas, and so it just feels terrible. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is Christmas, December, is usually not all, you know, it's it's like yeah. one mm-hmm. week you're of right. cold during the whole month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People talk about the South and how we can't handle the cold because we complain about it being cold. I'm like, you know why it's cold? Because it's 30 degrees now, mm-hmm. but this morning it was 70. Right. You know, mm-hmm. or, or like, I mean, it's 30 degrees now, and then it, lunch is 70, and then it goes back to 30 degrees at night. Yeah. And there's not a lot of time to acclimate. So, anyways, excuse yeah. us if we're cold. Yeah. yeah. I've got my coat on right now. All right. But, uh, Chris, we always have you in here mm-hmm. to talk about current events, and we like to discuss these things through the lens of a gospel yes. worldview. And mm-hmm. that's something I love, and I always look forward to these discussions because um, when, when when I encounter the news throughout the week, it's always through a worldly lens. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always through what you know Fox News is saying, mm-hmm. what CNN is saying, though you know the, these groups and. Um, it's so refreshing to be able to sit down with you guys and to talk about what's going on in the world, but 
to lean on the hope that we have in Jesus right. and the fact that God is on the throne. Um, so with that being said, and with that lens hopefully fresh in our minds, let's let's dive in. Like, yeah. what, what's going on these days? Well, the big story this week has been um, a Supreme Court vacancy announcement. Justice mm-hmm. Stephen Breyer, who's been on the high court since the uh, 1994, uh, he was nominated by President Bill Clinton, and he announced this week that he was going to be retiring. Mm-hmm. And so that is going to give President Joe Biden his first opportunity to nominate someone to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Biden administration is already on record saying the president is going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. She would be the first black woman to be on the Supreme Court. Uh, But it's going to be very interesting to watch because it's a midterm election year. Republicans want to retake the majority uh, in the Senate uh, and also win back the hearts and minds of voters, Hmm. whereas Democrats are looking to try to regain voters because a lot of President Biden's legislative agenda is is hanging on by a thread. Hmm. Uh, He didn't get Build Back Better passed. Uh, A lot of the other things that he's wanted to try to do uh, do not seemingly have the uh, number of votes in the Senate necessary for passage. And so both parties are going to use this opportunity uh, to try to campaign for voters and Hmm. uh, for support. Uh, we have uh, on AFN.net uh, various stories weighing in on the um, nominee situation. Uh, just going over some of the uh, names here, and I, I don't know these people uh, either, but uh, right. some of the names that are floated out there are Federal Judge Katani uh, Brown-Jackson. Uh, we also have uh, California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger. Judge J. Michelle Childs and Judge Candace Jackson Akiwumi. Mm-hmm. We have some reaction, as I mentioned, on AFN.net. Um, some people are, you know, urging uh, prayer for the president uh, as he faces uh, what will be a difficult yeah. decision. Others are taking issue with the fact that we're going to pick somebody based on race and gender. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even even a group that we interview often called Project Twenty One, which is a, a network of Black conservatives, uh, they take exception with. Uh, uh, any president picking somebody based on race and gender. Yeah. So this is always a divisive issue, and at a time in which we are possibly more divided than we've ever been in our nation's history, this will make things worse. Yes. So, as we have often talked about on this program, it would uh, it would be good for us to pray for the president to make a, a wise choice here, mm-hmm. and for people to really uh, vet this individual, um, find out where she stands, mm-hmm. assuming it is going to be a woman, find out where she stands on various <laughs> issues, and then let let the uh, process work like our founders intended. Yeah, absolutely. And and too, I think while we're praying for this, and I think absolutely every Christian should be praying um, in this country for this decision, um, regardless of Biden's you know agenda with this decision and everything. Mm-hmm. I I do believe that God can raise up you know a, a person to be selected who will you know make good decisions mm-hmm. and, and abide by the Constitution. Um, abide by what is moral and just, and that's that's my hope. I mean, of course, there's innumerable reasons to be p- uh, pessimistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, because I mean, it is it is you know Joe Biden who is who is doing the nominating, mm-hmm. and, and and of course, you know, we understand that his agenda does not match no. up with the Bible, and, and, and but but at the same time, I do think that you know God is sovereign over this issue right now, and and we can you know pray in confidence that whatever happens it is within the lord's you know power mm-hmm. to to affect so. yeah and a lot of people may not realize mm-hmm. this but this is a lifetime appointment so yeah. people listening to this program uh 
you know, if they have young kids or maybe they're starting a family now, that child will live in a <laughs> United States of America in which this justice most likely is going to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah. A lot of these people are, you know, they, they go to the court in their 40s or their 50s, maybe even 60s, and they're going to be on there for decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this decision will far outlast oh, yes. uh, the Biden administration and any administration to come, which yeah. is why it is important that we get mm-hmm. the right person in there and not someone that just checks a box. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a, it's pretty in, it, it's interesting to me that the uh, the Supreme Court just seems to be like the most powerful branch it of really our is. government. Yeah, and it should be, you know, three, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, but, it should uh, be balanced. But oftentimes, unfortunately, uh, we've left it to the Supreme Court to mm-hmm. decide our laws, to decide things yeah. like marriage or abortion. To legislate. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's not what the founders intended. Sure. And I think it would be, you know, it, regardless of how somebody may fall on this issue or just the issues in general, we need to get back to the way the founders intended yeah. it because that is what they thought was best for the country. That is what what's best for the country. Uh, in the uh, immortal words of Tony Stark, that's the way dad did it. That's the way America does it, and it's worked out pretty well so far. Right, right, yeah. Well, um, let's move on to the okay. next thing. Yes, this is a very big uh, story, and I'm, I wanted to make sure that we had plenty of time for this. One of the things that we cover every year is the release of the World Watch List from a ministry called Open Doors USA. Mm. And we've talked about it before on this program when they came out with last year's list. This is a list of about 50 places in the world that are considered uh, the countries where it is most difficult mm. to follow Jesus. Anybody have any guess on what number one is? I would say China. China? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, North Korea. North Korea is number two. Oh. Number one on the list is a country that has been in the news a lot for the last uh, six months or so. Afghanistan. Oh, really? Is yeah. considered the most difficult place in the world oh, right wow. now to follow Jesus Christ. Wow. Um, they do. Um, just going over the uh, the top five here. Afghanistan is number one. North Korea is two. Hmm. Somalia three. Libya four. And Yemen number five. And wow. you can you can go online and just you know whatever your search engine of choice may be, type in World Watch List, uh, and it should be one of the first things that pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, talking about the source of persecution here, Open Doors USA says uh, Afghanistan uh, faces a lot of Islamic oppression um, and because the main religion there is Islam, and yeah. it, it does not really have any religious freedom at all right. uh, for people that do not choose to be um, Muslims. Sure. And again, it brings us back to the issue of prayer because we've talked and heard a lot about Afghanistan since last August or whenever it was that we finally Mm -hmm. left. Mm -hmm. President Biden made the decision we're just going to leave. And that was a difficult decision to make. I'm sure it would be difficult for any president. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now that we've left, there's really no um, security there. There's no uh, influence Mm -hmm. uh, outside of the um, radical Islam uh, government mm. or regime that's kind of taken over in, in our absence. And so a lot of those people, you know, it's it's a very difficult situation. And it kind of makes me uh, think of how much we take for granted what exactly we have. Like, you know, we, we complain when uh, government officials or bureaucrats say we shouldn't gather in, in certain size numbers or we should wear masks or things like that. Uh, and I'm not saying we shouldn't debate those things because sure. some of those things are are not – they don't have the authority to yes. make those kinds of decisions. Uh, but there's a big difference between, hey, you should sit six feet apart and you're going to die if you talk to me about Jesus Christ. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it's very, you know, it's 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 all the more reason I think to pray mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the Christians there uh, and the efforts that uh, pastors and churches are trying to make in mm-hmm. secret, obviously, uh, because the uh, the Islam radicals will come in and, and kill them or you know detain them, yeah. take their wife and kids, that kind of stuff. Um, mm. I know these people, you know, look different. Uh, they sound different. They may worship a little different than we do. Uh, but the Bible does tell us that we're all children of God yes. by faith in Jesus Christ, which means those people in Afghanistan, North Korea, Somalia, and the other countries I mentioned are our brothers and sisters in yes. Christ. Uh, Jesus died for them too. And so we should pray for them. We should pray uh, that they would be able to meet uh, and grow spiritually mm-hmm. in the Lord. But also I think it would be good to pray for the people that have taken over Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we pray for the victims, and we don't necessarily ever pray for the perpetrators. Right. And I think that is something um, – it, it's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's heart and mind was changed, uh, and, and people, you know, I think prayed for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were praying that he would not come and persecute them when he was Saul. Yeah. Uh, and I think that probably had an impact at some point on his life for sure. Yeah. When you look at um, church history, too, um, not just recently, but, I mean, just throughout history, uh, persecution many times was used by God to spread mm-hmm. Christianity. And it's, I mean, of course it sounds foolish, but, uh, but I mean, you know, God takes delight in using the foolish things, you know, to, to uh, accomplish his will. Um, but you look at the Romans, you know, the Romans were possibly even to date the worst persecutors of Christians. Right. I mean, the, yeah. the horrendous things that they did to Christians were just unimaginable. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just look at like, you know, they would be sent to arenas mm-hmm. to be torn apart by lions. Yeah. Look at Nero. He used, Nero. He used Christians mm-hmm. as human torches. He'd set them yeah. on fire to light, you and, know, his... And, Place. And correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Nero in power while Paul was writing things like pray for, you know, the governing authorities? I'm not sure, but definitely <laughs> it was uh, during that era sure, that yeah. that um, that type of imperial mm-hmm. regime. Yeah. So how many though, how many things did mm. did he write from prison? You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like Ex- you know, absolutely. it's all you know, stories of hope and yeah. And, and, I've and learned to be like, content in all things. Yeah. As I'm sitting, sitting in prison. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't prison like you didn't have a comfy cot and you were right. fed a good meal every day. You know, no. you might have to do some work. It right. wasn't like that. He had know? to ask someone to send him a coat from another. Yeah. You know, please country. send some parchment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Parchment. So so when we look at persecution, I mean, it, it, from our perspective, because we are so privileged and blessed to Mm -hmm. live in this country where we don't have anywhere near that kind of persecution, Mm -hmm. uh, thankfully, and when we need to be thankful for that. But we, when we see persecution, we, we, we can get upset. And I I mean, I mean, it's okay to get upset about that because, you know, people are being hurt in this and there's injustice happening. But I think too, if we have an eternal perspective on these things, we can, while in the midst of our being upset and in the midst of our being angry at injustice, as we should be, we can also be hopeful and we can have the perspective of, I wonder what God is about to do in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't, and we might not even see the, the fruit of this happening. Right. We might not see the, uh, the radical uh, Muslim uh, persecutor come to Christ. Right. You know, there, there might be a, 10,000 stories of that happening that will never make the news, probably won't mm-hmm. make the news. 
But it doesn't mean that once we reach eternity and look around, we we won't see these people. Yeah. You know? And talking about you know the people, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I've always uh, appreciated about uh, a group like uh, Voice of the Martyrs, mm-hmm. they have for a long time now, and I assume they still have one for 2022, but Voice of the Martyrs has in years past put out a calendar where every day on the calendar – uh, as you flip through it through the year, it's got a different thing to pray for. Mm-hmm. And generally, it's it's somebody in some other country or some other issue that you wouldn't know anything about if they didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to make it a point to pray more or pray more for the persecuted, things like that this year, that will give you a good idea of mm-hmm. what to pray for, as we all should pray um, about these kinds of situations. A couple of other things to mention here. I was mm-hmm. looking at the list, uh, and these are not necessarily all, you know, radical communist, uh, you know, countries. Uh, many of these countries on this list this year, again, of the most dangerous places in the world to be a uh, Christian, uh, some of them are U.S. allies. Mm-hmm. Um, India is number 10. India, which is considered one of the world's largest democracies, if not the world's largest uh, democracy. Wow. Turkey is also on there. Uh, that's a member of NATO, mm-hmm. uh, which we uh, we partner with to um, combat world evils and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Mexico is number 43. And you think, well, Mexico, what, really? what's going on there? Uh, according to Open Doors USA, the source of persecution in Mexico is organized crime and corruption. Huh. And I do That's know incredible. a lot of you know missionaries um, uh, that are in Mexico, or at least in Central America, uh, countries that you know neighbor up to Mexico. A lot of missionaries uh, or national pastors, uh, you'll get a new PA mm-hmm. uh, for the church, and you're all excited about it because you know that church in you know um, Tupelo, Mississippi, donated money to you, and then lo and behold, somebody stole your PA. And then you got to go, you got to work and you save and you got to wash cars and do all these other things. So that way just more people can hear you in the service. Uh, Oftentimes uh, churches I know uh, in in Mexico and other places, they get robbed a lot because Mm -hmm. churches tend to have more money than some of the other people in the neighborhood. So thieves automatically – uh, we'll find a way to you know break into the church and steal the logbox, which probably doesn't have a ton of money, but yeah. it has some money that that thief thinks you know he or she might need to right. do whatever with. So when we're looking at Mexico uh, specifically, would would you say that the persecution happening there is not necessarily like governmental system systemic yes. persecution, but it's more just. I don't know, ground level? Yeah, I would say that would be the difference between, say, a Mexico and a North Korea or an Afghanistan. Right. Uh, In Afghanistan, they will literally kill you for being a follower of Jesus Christ. In Mm. Mexico, someone will prey on you because you are trying to live humbly and serve others and save money to help people. Wow. Well, I think, uh, you know, some people listening might remember uh, we do Orange Letter campaign each year where we Mm. try to get uh, letters to uh, Christians. The past few years, we try to reach out to missionaries across the world and— but one of the countries we tried to reach was North Korea, and mm-hmm. that was interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, we couldn't have people go into North Korea. There was no possible way, I mean, yeah. to do that, to have people go into North Korea and deliver letters. So we kind of had to take a different kind of approach into how that we delivered, and we used radio mm-hmm. to do that. And um, But we've, you know, the whole Orange Letter campaign stemmed from an act of, you know, of— Aggression towards Christians. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Say aggression. Aggression is light is a light term. I mm-hmm. feel because they you know beheaded these twenty one Christians on a beach, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where it it started. And ever since then, we've reached out yeah. you know to others across the world, or we try to uh, just to let people know that we mm-hmm. are thinking about them and praying for them. So like that, 
um, Nigeria, where does it fall? Does it is it on the list? Yeah, Nigeria mm. was uh, somewhere up high. Uh, mm. yeah. It is number seven. Yeah, wow. that was an, another country that we reached mm-hmm. as well. So you know. Yeah, Egypt is on here. Uh, Libya. Mm-hmm. Uh, just reading through some of the list. Vietnam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colombia. Right. And uh, I mentioned uh, Mexico there a second ago. Yeah. Cuba. Uh, you know, oftentimes yeah. we don't. We don't necessarily hear about Cuba unless there's some kind of saber rattling going on between their government and ours. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just because you don't hear about something in the news doesn't mean something's not happening there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And this is a good way to uh, keep sort of uh, in touch with what's going on. Uh, we can put a link to this yes. in the description as yep. well um, so that people can peruse the list and, uh, and pray over it as they feel led to. Um, but it, yeah, it is interesting too that you you brought it up that you know oh, there's a lot of American allies, you know, people that we link arms with on mm-hmm. many global issues that fail in this one, and I would say basic human rights right. issue, um, mm-hmm. and that that should bother us as well. Yeah, the Trump administration tried to get kind of a um, let's all get along, not necessarily believe the same thing, sure, uh, because what we believe is different. Yeah. Uh, from Muslims or sure. Buddhists or something mm-hmm. of that sort. But the Trump administration, uh, when Mike Pompeo was Secretary of State, they tried to get a, um, a religious freedom um, meeting going, and they tried to encourage countries from some of these uh, oppressor states to come come on board and, uh, you know, attend meetings and, and talk, like, uh, talk about various things involving religious freedom because that is a basic fundamental human right. Mm-hmm. Uh, religious freedom. And so they were trying to encourage these countries to allow for these things. Um, And since the Biden administration has come on board, they've kind of um, not necessarily held that up to the same standard as what Mm -hmm. the Trump administration was doing. Uh, And, you know, the reason why a lot of these countries exist today or do what they're doing, it goes beyond the Trump administration. It has nothing to do with when Joe Biden was vice president under Mm -hmm. Barack Obama. A lot of the problems that we have in these countries today have been around since really Mm -hmm. uh, the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Trump administration was trying to make an effort. I don't know that the Biden administration will try to do the same thing, um, but it is all the more reason, you know, something we can all do is to pray. You can certainly write your member of Congress or your senator to try to encourage him or her uh, to do something about this as well because they don't just represent you. They also travel to these countries oftentimes to see the kind of things that our tax dollars are going to. Uh, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, we send a lot of these countries money, mm-hmm. uh, but they're mm, up to no good, possibly right. with the money that we just sent them. Right. Yeah. Well, we have about a little over four minutes yes. left uh, in the program. I knew that you had sent us another mm-hmm. thing, um, so I wanted to make sure that we had time yeah. to get to that. Yeah, this was very interesting to me because I had no idea, um, and it's it's very sad uh, mm-hmm. that this kind of thing is going on given what we know about Scripture, uh, even going back to the book of Exodus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days ago, Pastor Joseph Parker, who hosts a show on AFR called The Hour of Intercession, mm-hmm. he had someone on who is an American-born uh, Israeli. Uh, she run, Her name is Sandy Shoshani, and she's the national director of a pregnancy ministry in Israel. The name is in Hebrew. I won't try to say it because yeah. I won't be able to pronounce <laughs> it correctly. Um, mm-hmm. But she went on to say that uh, Israel, as a government, is quite liberal. Uh, they have government-funded abortion through mm-hmm. their national health insurance plan and she said, you're even able to have an abortion in Israel up until birth. 
which is far beyond, far later than what we yeah. uh, than what we allow here. Uh, she went on to say that they have hired a lawyer to try to petition Israel's Supreme Court to stop abortion at the point of viability, which is 24 weeks in Israel. And mm-hmm. some people might say, well, you know, why 24 weeks? Why not earlier? She said, you got to start somewhere. You have to start. Yeah. yeah. You got to start somewhere. And so they were trying to do a bus campaign. They have signs on highways. Uh, she said, you know, we're doing our utmost to make a statement. We want to change people's public opinion about abortion here. Mm. The thing that stood out to me about how sad this is is number one god is pro-life mm-hmm. okay uh the god of israel is pro-life yeah uh and and many jewish people have existed throughout history based on the pro-life witness mm-hmm. that the midwives back in egypt had you know when pharaoh was saying hey i don't like the jews um we got to get rid of them if it's a male child. Mm-hmm. You had uh, you had midwives there that were not living up to and following Pharaoh's orders. Mm-hmm. So, Jewish people throughout human existence existed mm-hmm. because uh, people early on in other countries where a lot of Jews were living were like, "I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with that. I I don't believe that." And, you know, God himself, uh, a lot of people that run uh, pregnancy resource centers have pointed to Old Testament scripture like the various things God hates. Mm -hmm. One of them is hands that shed innocent blood. Mm -hmm. What's more innocent than a baby in the womb? Right. And so I I think it's very sad um, that that kind of – number one, it's, it's sad if that thing's happening anywhere. It's more sadder, yeah. <laughs> if you will, uh, that it's happening in the place that we all believe to be the holy land. Mm-hmm. And so as you pray for Israel, and we should, mm-hmm. we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem, God tells us as much. Uh, let's all make it a point also to pray for uh, the pregnancy resource uh, efforts there in Israel that are trying to make a difference. Yeah, uh, It's very difficult. This lady, Sandy, her husband's a pastor in uh, Jerusalem, uh, they live there. They have a lot of uh, kids and grandchildren, and God has blessed them greatly. And they want other people to see God's blessing. So, uh, if you want to and you feel led to, pray for Sandy specifically, Sandy Shoshani. Again, she's the uh, national director of a pregnancy ministry in Israel. Yeah. And I just want to go ahead and point out that if you want to hear that interview with Pastor Joseph, you can go to afr.net where mm-hmm. and look up the hour of intercession in the lineup of programs, and you'll be able to find the podcast there. Hopefully. But it should be there, and then you can go listen to her directly. Yeah, and we'll so. put a link to that in the uh, the show notes of this yes. episode. Mm-hmm. If you want to see that, you can go to um, the podcast section on afa.net, I believe. Yeah, you can go to afa.net and look at mm-hmm. AFR. But, but, I mean, afr.net is probably— AFR.net, yeah. yes. It'll be the, the, the quicker way to do that. So mm-hmm. go to afr.net, and all of our podcasts are listed there. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, click on this episode— uh, and you can look down the show notes to that link uh, so you can listen to that and pray for them because, yeah, like like Chris, you said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I think, you know, these are people who are saturated mm-hmm. in the gospel, really, mm-hmm. and um, we need to be praying that they will accept the Messiah and that I, I believe that is the only way, you know, mm-hmm. we will begin to see these changes happen. Um, in that country. So thank you so much thank you. for being on with us. And I can't wait for the next episode of uh, Chris Woodward on mm. Engage Magazine. We'll have something yeah. to talk about, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, so until next time, guys, continue to share truth and apply. Continue to share truth. Mm.